The Secret Diary of a Supervillain's Cat. Monday. Dear Diary, would you believe I've been stuck in the pet shop window for a whole week? Oh, the noise, the animals, the waft of whee. I had all but given up hope, woe was me, when first thing this morning a mysterious bald man in a fetching beige evil dictator suit waltzes into the shop. He immediately points at me. You can blame him. <laughs> I, Candelabra, am by far the most beautiful fluffy white cat in the shop, if not the entire world. I lost my last muggy in an unfortunate accident in an underwater base. He says in an accent that is impossible to place. Russia? Switzerland? Birmingham? Accidents happen, mutters the petrol boner. He clearly hasn't been listening to a word the mysterious bald man has been saying. Does the cat hiss? Asks the bald man. Uh, does it kiss? Asks the petrol boner, looking rather concerned. No, hiss, you fool. I need a good hisser. A good kisser? I would strongly advise against kissing the cat, sir. You don't know where it's been. No, hisser! Oh, yes, candelabra hisses. <laughs> Look. With that, the pet shop owner yanks my tail, which she knows I loathe with a passion. <sighs> I hiss. I will take it. It's 100 quid cash. One hundred quid seems awfully cheap to me. I thought I would go for squillions. Well, the bald man has other ideas as he pulls out a laser gun and zaps the pet shop owner. <laughs> the pet shop owner disappears into thin air. Whoosh! Well, I'm beginning to suspect this mysterious bald man is not as nice as he looks. And he doesn't look that nice. My name is Dr. X. And I am Candelabra, I reply. Reaching out a paw, we shake hands. Welcome to my evil world. I smile weakly. Dr. X puts me in a solid gold cat box. Very chic, but bum-numbingly uncomfortable. And I am taken by helicopter, convenient but noisy, to a secret island, pretty but remote. The island rears out of the sea as we approach. Well, I never, I say. Although Dr. X cannot hear me over the roar of the blades. What? Well, I never. What? Never mind. What? It turns out the island is the top secret base of Dr. X's top secret criminal organization, XXX. XXX specializes in extortion, blackmail, and revenge. The people who work at XXX seem nice enough, though. They while away the hours practicing karate, wrestling and shooting flamethrowers at each other. I'm not sure what exactly they are practicing for, but it looks exhausting. Not for me, dear. Thank goodness, being a cat, I'm not expected to join in. <laughs> oh. Dr. X takes me to his secret lair and puts an absolutely gorged diamond collar around my neck. I shudder to think of the price, but I am worth it, babes. Diamonds are forever. He purrs. Unless you displease me. Why, thank you, Doc, I say. He then picks me up and places me on his lap. Candelabra, you are to sit here all day and hiss at anyone who angers me. 
kiss. Perfect. He purrs, before reaching into a fishbowl and pulling out a live piranha, which he feeds to me. I must say, I am not keen on the taste, but I swallow it like a good pet. Before we know it, it's night time, and I go to sleep on Doc's four-poster bed, thinking I might be the luckiest cat in the world. Now, I know what you're thinking. Cats can't hold pens, so how did you write this? I typed it, you fool! Tuesday. Dearest Diary, Doc wakes up in bed with only one thing on his mind, an evil plan. <laughs> it turns out he has had many evil plans over the years, though sadly none of them have ever been successful. Moving the moon in front of the sun to plunge the earth into eternal darkness. Miniaturising Buckingham Palace so he could put it in his pocket and run off with it. Creating an army of robot killer bananas to destroy the planet. Stealing all the socks in the world. Creating a shortage and then selling them back to people at a hundred times the price. Seizing control of the weather and threatening every country in the world with a light drizzle, unless they give him a trillion dollars and a bag of marshmallows. Unleashing upon the world a deadly swarm of ladybirds. Turning the entire population of the world into cheese. Holding the President of the United States' underpants for ransom. Taking over the world's TV stations and making everyone watch only gardening programmes for all eternity. Over a cosy breakfast in bed, scrambled eggs for Dr. X and a live piranha again for me, beginning to pine for a good old-fashioned tin of cat food, the evil mastermind expounds on his latest plan. Candelabra, I'm going to take over the world! Oh, good for you, dear, I reply, making the best of the live piranha as it flaps about in my gob. I have located a giant volcano that I am hollowing out. I hope you got planning permission. Inside, I'm going to have a space rocket launch pad and a monorail. Ooh, I've always wanted to go on a monorail. They have one at Legoland. And hundreds of people working for me, all wearing boiler suits. Not flattering, are they, boiler suits? They make you look like you have a humongous bottom. <laughs> But do go on, Doc. I urge him. Then, Candelabra, with my mega rocket, I am going to hijack the spacecraft of all the major global powers. They will blame the hijack on each other and threaten a world war. Ooh, not another one. That'll be the third. Out of the ashes of the civilization we know, I, Dr. X, will finally fulfill my destiny to rule the world, he declares. Rule the world, I say? Seems like an awful lot of hard work. <laughs> Not for me, dear. Wednesday. Darling diary. Oh, the glamour. No sooner have I woken up than my doc whisks me off on a private jet. Not much legroom, but at least we didn't have to queue at the airport to see how work is progressing on this brand new top-secret underground base. You know, the one in the volcano. The poor builders have been working day and night for weeks, trying to hollow the thing out. Candelabra, these are the new builders. 
The old builders were too slow, so I zapped them into oblivion. <laughs> a bit harsh, Doc, I remark. Then he consults the top-secret underground base plans. So over there is going to be the pool, he says, pointing to a corner. Super, I say. A swimming pool? No, a pool of piranhas! My heart sinks. I am already sick to death of eating the blasted things. I hate to be a party pooper, but how about a nice pool of cod or tuna or oak-smoked salmon? I suggest with a smile. No! Shouts Doc. My word, he's got a temper on him. Well, that's supervillains for you. It has to be piranhas. What kind of self-respecting evil criminal mastermind has a pool of smoked salmon? It has to be crocodiles or sharks or piranhas! All right, all right, keep your hair on, dear, I say, without thinking. Oops, Dr. X has a face like thunder. Is that meant to be funny, Candulabra? No! I would hate you to have some kind of unfortunate accident. The way he says unfortunate accident makes me think it wouldn't be an accident at all. So I quickly change the subject. Do go on with your evil plan, please, Doc. I implore. Over the top of the pool of piranhas, I will have a bridge. Ooh, lovely. Romantic stroll. Take in the scenery, I say. A secret button on my desk will control the bridge. Oh, dear. I think I know where this is going. If anybody displeases me, then I will simply press the button. A trapdoor in the bridge will open, plunging them into a pool of piranhas. Splash! They will be eaten alive! Oh, sounds painful. Not for me, dear, I reply. If you make any further comments about my boredness, then that is what will happen to you, he says with an evil chuckle. <laughs> well, that made the atmosphere frosty, I can tell you. Thursday. Dearest darling diary, this morning Doc took me for a jaunt on the monorail, which was perfectly pleasant. To be honest, it would have been quicker to walk from one side of the volcano to the other. I didn't dare mention it, though, because he still seems to be in a stinking mood about the builders. Everything is way behind schedule, and the space rockets he was planning to hijack in orbit are due to be launched any day now. The second firm of builders is even slower than the first. He complains later in his top-secret lair. Lots of rocks and technology in there. Nice if you like that sort of thing. Not for me, dear. Should I hiss at them, I suggest? No. I'm going to have all the builders obliterated. Well, <laughs> a bit much, I say, <coughs> coughing up a furball. Then he calls out. Send the henchmen in! Three frightening figures enter the top-secret lair. First, there is a very tall man with all silver teeth. I imagine he never, ever brushed his real teeth as a child. Then a stocky man with a bowler hat that can kill, sort of like a killer frisbee. Finally, an old lady with daggers coming out of her shoes. Not sure she bought the shoes on the high street. I hiss. No! Don't hiss at them, says Dr. X. These are my henchmen. Now, he says to them, I want you to eliminate all the builders. The henchmen all nod and leave the lair. They don't smile much, 
but they seem nice enough. Friday. Dearest, darling, dearest diary. Well, it's all go being the cat of the criminal mastermind, I can tell you. A third firm of builders have been working on Doc's volcano, and it is finally ready. <gasps> Ta-da! They have even remembered to install a kitty litter tray for yours truly. Oh, it's a relief, as I haven't been for days. But, just as I'm about to do my business, a siren sounds. It's so loud that it puts me right off my poop. I don't know about you, but I need to poop in peace. The siren is sounding because the huge metal ceiling of the volcano is sliding off. The top of the ceiling looks like a lake, which is devilishly clever, though painful for anyone diving in for a swim. Ouch. Not for me, dear. <laughs> in the base of the volcano, all the men in boiler suits run around, trying to look as busy as possible. I notice they are just running around in circles, doing nothing. Well, I guess it makes sense to look like you're working hard when being employed by an evil criminal mastermind. <laughs> Launch the Mega Rocket! Orders Dr. X. Well, I never. He can sound so butch when he wants to. <laughs> so this great ugly thing, like a giant toilet roll tube, takes off from the base of the volcano. Flames from the rocket roar. My white fluffy fur is singed, I cry. Abort, take off! Silence! It's all right for you. You've got no hair. Oops. Well, you could cut the atmosphere with a knife. Would you like to be bald? He asks me. Oh, not for me, dear. The piranhas in my pool will have your fur off in a second. If you will excuse me, I just need to finish some urgent business of the bottom variety. Well, I have barely sculpted back over to the litter tray when the mega rocket comes back down again. It lands in the base of the volcano with a smaller Russian space capsule inside. The cosmonauts are forced by the men in boiler suits to board the monorail. They complete one lap of the track and get off exactly where they got on. Pointless. Saturday. Dearest diary, darling. Well, after the hair comment yesterday, me and Doc aren't speaking. Not a word. Awkward. So I slope off back to the litter tray for another go. Just as I am lowering my white fairy bottom onto the litter, the siren goes off again. Oh, so loud. Not for me, dear. The ceiling slides open and the mega rocket blasts back up into the air again. The men in boiler suits run around in circles again, pretending to be busy. When I'm finally in the mood to poop, that blasted siren wails again. The mega rocket is back already, this time with an American space capsule inside. The astronauts are forced by the men in boiler suits to board the monorail. They do a lap and get off again. Ridiculous. I completely abandon my poop, not for the first time. I pad over to Doc and leap on his lap. Well done, dear, I say, trying to break the ice, but he doesn't speak to me. I've seen one of those astronauts before. I'm sure of it, he murmurs to himself. Oh, the drama. Sunday. 
Diary, darling dearest. Well, get this. Dr. X was right. One of those American astronauts was actually a legendary British secret agent called 006 and a half in disguise. He and the dog have major beef. Handbags at dawn. The three henchmen march the secret agent to Dr. X's lair, and they stand on the bridge. 006 and a half is placed right over the trapdoor. Cheeky. I do my best to hiss at the secret agent. I say. But it comes out more like a purr. I can't help it. 006 and a half is gorge, dear. Absolutely gorge. <laughs> Tall and handsome with a most perfect smile. Everything Dr. X isn't. No wonder he loathes 006 and a half with a passion. It turns out the secret agent is on a secret mission to the secret base to find out the secret plan. Now, if I was his enemy, and he had foiled my plans for world domination time and time again, I think I would just pull out a gun and bang, bang, bye, bye. But, oh no, my doc wants to drag it out, silly really. So, we meet again, double six and a half. A hollowed out volcano, says the secret agent. The idea is positively explosive. <laughs> Double six and a half is just as funny as he is handsome. <laughs> I laugh. Silence! Thunders, Dr. X. He squeezes me so hard I cough up a verbal. <laughs> Not pretty. Excuse me, double six and a half. Dr. X is just showing off because you were here. <laughs> I am not! You are, dear. It's not 006 and a half's fault that he is so much handsomer and funnier and less bald than you. Well, this makes Dog fly into a rage. Into the banana pool you go, Candelabra! He shouts and he picks me up and hurls me towards the water. 006 and a half leaps up and catches me in his arms. My hero! I purr. Then I can see Dr. X reaching for the secret button on his desk. Jump! I cry. 006 and a half leaps out of the way just in time. The henchmen rush at him. Still holding me, 006 and a half dispatches them into the pool one by one with his superb combat skills. <laughs> the three are eaten alive by the robbers. Now Dr. X rises from his seat and takes out his laser gun. So long, pussycat, says 006 and a half, hurling me at Dr. X. <clears throat> I land on Dr. X's bald head. Thwack! With the end of my tail poking into his eyes, he can't see a thing. So 006 and a half rushes at him. The secret agent wrestles the laser gun from the dock, flinging it into the piranha pool. Plop! In a rage, Dr. X grabs me and chucks me off his head. Whoosh! I land with a thud on his desk. Now 006 and a half and Dr. X are fighting on the bridge. The trapdoor has gone back up again by now, and the pair are twirling around it like ballroom dancers. I just need to pick the right moment to press the button. Dr. X has 006 and a half just where he wants him, standing on the trapdoor. Press the button now, Candelabra! Now! But I am torn, dear. Torn! What are you waiting for? 
006 and a half is so smart, he knows what is happening. So he spins his enemy round. Now Dr. X is standing right over the trapdoor. No, pussycat! No! Shouts the secret agent. Now I press the button and... Sploosh! Dr. X plunges into the piranha pool. The supervillain is devoured in seconds. Ah! Oops, I joke. Just then, 006 and a half yanks on the base's secret self-destruct lever on the wall of the lair. Volcano will explode in one minute and counting, says a robotic voice over the loudspeaker. 006 and a half turns to go. Aren't you taking me with you? I implore. No. I hate pussycats, he says nonchalantly. Especially fluffy white ones. They hardly go with my macho image. That's why I have a poodle. Well, I hate smug secret agents! I snap back just like that. When he runs over the trapdoor on the bridge, I press the button on the desk. Sploosh! <laughs> Cries 006 and a half, as he too is devoured by the robbers. Volcano will explode in 30 seconds and counting, says the robotic voice. Just then, a gaggle of men in boiler suits rush into the lair. Where's Dr. X? They ask. Even by his own piranhas? Oh, the irony. <laughs> I did tell the boss to fill his pool with oak smoked salmon, but would he listen? So who is in charge now? I look around. I am sitting behind Dr. X's desk. It feels good. I am, I reply. I am going to board the mega rocket and blast off into space. I will destroy the world from there. Then I let out an evil laugh. Hee hee hee! Oh, this is for me, dear. I fly off into space, and from all the way up there, in the darkness, I look down at Earth. There is a big red button on the control panel of the mega rocket. It says, destruct the Earth, press here. Have a nice day. That must be the right one. So I slap it with my little pink paw. Then a gigantic zap of laser light flies from the rocket to the Earth. <gasps> zap! Kaboom! The Earth explodes into millions of pieces. Hee hee hee! I let out my evil laugh again. Then I realize something. I am floating alone through space on the mega rocket with absolutely nowhere to go. I can't go back to Earth because I've destroyed it. I've run out of fuel and, worst of all, there isn't a single tin of cat food on board. Or any kitty litter. And I still haven't pooped! I am doomed to be floating through the cold, dark, empty space until the end of time. To be honest, dear diary... I feel a tiny bit silly. <laughs> oh, and I could absolutely murder a piranha sandwich. <laughs> oh, I can't alarm the cat. <laughs>